Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. Hope everybody had a wonderful Yantiv. And uh, we'll be ready to begin a, a brand new year. And this year, <clears throat> the year Tavshin Pei Gimel, I'll try to focus on the Lamites Malachas, the 39 Malachas of Shabbos. So this week we'll begin with the first one, which is Chayresh. And it'll be some kind of a combination of we'll be learning about Chayresh, and it'll also serve as a partial introduction to the concepts of the 39 Malachas. And Emir Tzashem, I hope to dedicate a few general shurim about the rules of Malachas overall, like understanding the concept of doing a Malacha norm- normally versus with a Shinoi, which is not normally, and how the concept of doing something unintentionally can sometimes be applied and make things uh, permitted. It's known as the Darvish Enemishavin and other such rules. So hopefully down the line we'll have some in the, a dedicated shurim to investigate each aspect of the more broader uh, rules that apply to all of the 39 Malachas. But for this week, let's, let's begin with uh, what's counted as the first one of the 39 Malachas, which is the Malacha of Chayresh, of plowing. That's counted as the first one. Why is that the very first one of the 39 Malachas? The reason is, is because the 39 Malachas begin with a sequence which is known as the Sidur de Pas, meaning the process of making bread. And that covers uh, 11 Malachas. And it begins from the very, very beginning of uh, how you create bread, which involves, obviously, planting wheat. And the first step of planting wheat is preparing the ground and the earth for the seed. And that's the Malach of Chayresh. Chayresh is plowing to prepare the earth for the seed. And being that that is the essence of what the Malach is, meaning preparing the ground for planting, so it can actually be done in contradictory ways, in ways that seem you know, the exact opposite of each other. For example, um, uh, making a hole can be a malacha because you're going to use that hole to place a seed. And by on the other end, filling up holes and smoothing out a field can also be the malacha because through doing that, you can spread the seeds uniformly. So it doesn't make a difference what it is you're doing, whether you're making a hole or whether you're filling holes. As if the end product is that you accomplish preparing the ground for further planting, that would be a malacha of, uh, of Chayresh. And in, in, in addition, even if you haven't really made any kind of change to the actual earth itself, let's say all you did was remove stones and sticks so that now it's a, more, it's a smoother surface so that you can plant something and it'll grow well, that would also constitute Chayresh. You don't have to actually even change the earth, just making the earth a better place for growing. And that's why it's always important to understand with every malacha what the essence of the malacha is, to, you know, what it is that this malacha is trying to accomplish, and then it's much easier to understand what is included and what's not included, why the malacha apl- applies to all its different uh, various applications and why, when it doesn't. Now, when discussing malachas, as we mentioned a moment ago, you always have to consider what is the normal way to do this malacha, number one. Number two, what is the minimum amount necessary for this to be considered a malacha, okay? So one is, what's the derech? That's the word in Hebrew for it, the, the, the normal, normal, normal way of accomplishing this malacha. And also, what's the shear? What's the amount necessary to qualify as a malacha? Now, let's say for an example, a malacha that we don't, tend to, uh, it doesn't, doesn't come up that much over here in Silver Spring because we have an Eruv, but one of the Malachas Shabbos is Aitzah, is carrying, right? When there's no Eruv, you're not, not allowed to carry outside. 
So a normal way to carry is to carry something in your pocket. That's a normal way to carry. A not normal way to carry, for most of us at least, is to stick something into your shoe. So normal way of carrying would be in your pocket. Carrying something in your shoe would be a not normal way of carrying. Once it's not normal, that usually degrades it to minimally a durabanan, and sometimes it even makes it permitted, and that will depend on each malacha. And there's a very important distinction. It's very important to understand if something is a durabanan or if something is mutter. Obviously, if it's permitted, that's relevant. But even if it's durabanan, that has many relevant uh, facets to it. Also, it allows you to do certain things. You can ask a non-Jew sometimes. You can do it for the sake of a sick person, etc. It's very relevant to know when something is durabanan or when it's, when it's deraisa, when it's the terror prohibits it. And we will discuss the relevance of each one as it applies to a malacha and, and, and hopefully in a general share as well. Now, the minimal amount for a malacha is also very relevant using the same example of carrying. Uh, the minimal amount of carrying in a street outside Rosh Hashanah is uh, four amis, which is about six to eight feet. Less than that is permitted. So you would actually, let's say if a child sits down, you can pick him up and move him three feet. If you're going to, let's say, just that. You're just going to move him three feet. That's all you want to do. You move him three feet. That's actually permitted. That's allowed. So there, the amount of the malacha is very relevant. If you do less than the amount, it's actually permitted. Now that also has various different applications. And as we said, we'll... Each malacha, as we get to it, will uh, delve into exactly what the shear is and what the relevance of the shear is. But moving here to chayresh, uh, to, to plowing, uh, it, in terms of what is considered the normal way to do the malacha, it's quite broad when it comes to chayresh. Any way that you make a hole in the ground is pretty much considered the normal way to make a hole in the ground, meaning you don't have to use a shovel and a spade or, a, uh, or, or, or heavy machinery. Even if you dig a hole with your hands or with your shoe, those are all included, or even, as one case we'll see next year, uh, if you're dragging something heavy across the ground and you make a furrow, that's also uh, considered the normal way to do the malacha, even though maybe in our minds we would think that's not a normal way to do. Uh, Chazal considered all that to be inclusive in the malacha, of the normal way of doing the malacha. So Chayrish is quite broad in that way. There's almost, as far as I know, no, no not normal way of doing the malacha of Chayrish. It'll always be considered the malacha of Chayrish. And in addition, Chayrish also has the additional stringency that there is no minimum shear for Chayrish. There's no minimal amount. Why? Because again, the essence of the malacha is to enable you to plant a seed. A seed is tiny. So even the tiniest hole is going to be Chayrish because it enables you to put an apple seed into it. So there's no minimum share for Chayrish. So in that way, it's quite a stringent malacha. There's, every way you do it is basically considered normal and no matter how little you do, it's going to be a problem of Chayrish, which makes it quite an extensive malacha. Um, another interesting feature of this malacha and many malachas is that you can have the same exact act the same exact action. And depending on the condition surrounding what you did, and sometimes even just the intent that you had while you do the malacha, so either the context or the intention, uh, it, it will change the nature of the malacha, sometimes making it permitted or sometimes making it a different malacha. So let's say in this case, Chayrish uh, is a very good example of the first category. See, Chayrish is a malacha, as we said, to ready ground for planting, right? To make it so that you can plant seeds. But there, there are places where planting is not really an option, right? So it only applies if you're doing it outdoors in a field where, or a backyard where you can plant something. But what if you are um, doing Chayrish uh, inside your house. Your house is not a place where you can plant. It's not designed for 
planting, there's no sun, whatever. It's not, things don't grow there. They're not meant to grow there. Uh, what about in a sandbox? Nothing grows in sand or on the beach, right? Sand is not, not a place that you can grow things. So there, those both would be places where the malach of Kharaj is not applicable. So you would think that technically you can make a hole in the ground and, and it should be fine. But uh, the change in, situa- in situation also changes the nature of the malacha. It's not chayrish, but then it could very well be baina. Baina uh, would mean when you are doing either of those things, either making a hole or flattening out a surface in order for the, to be able to build upon it. And that's a different malacha. It's way down number 34 in the malachas, uh, malachas of the Ab, malachas of Shabbos. So for example... In your house, if there's a hole and you smooth it out, uh, that would be baina, right? It would not, you're not making it better for planting, but you are making it much better for living. It doesn't not good if it has a hole. And if you go to the beach and you dig a hole, uh, I had a friend that did this once on Shabbos Chalmite of Sukkis. Ah, Shabbos Chalmite, I'm sorry, Chalmite Sukkis. He took his family to the beach and they dug a hole, ten tefachim deep, about forty inches deep, and they covered it with schach, and then they ate their uh, lunch over there by the beach. And that would be a bona fide baina, right? They built a, they built a little sukkah in by digging a hole in the sand. So you can have you can have digging a hole in the ground being baina or being chayrish, but it all it'll depend on where you are. If you're in a field, it's chayrish. If you're in in the sand, it can't be chayrish, but it could very easily be baina. And uh, this, again, has quite a few relevant um, applications to it. And instead of waiting, in this kind of uh, situation, instead of waiting to the end of the year when we get to Baina, we will group together these, being that they're such similar actions, we'll group them together under Chayrish to try to see how they apply in the house and out of the house. And uh, hopefully we'll get to that next week, the, the Baina uh, application of, of making a hole or filling up a hole. Now, another category which is, exists within every mulacha as well is the additional safeguards that Chazal instituted to ensure that we don't transgress the mulacha. Like, for example, we can't climb a tree on Shabbos, not because it's mukta, because you very possibly won't move the tree at all. It can't be a very big tree. If you don't move something, there's no problem with mukta. So why then can't you can't, can't, uh, climb a tree? It's an iser, a standalone iser drabanan. It's prohibited by Chazal because uh, they're worried you're going to tear off a branch or tear off a... Um, a leaf. So that's why they prohibited it too. So here too, by Chayresh, Chazal prohibited and they forbade certain activities to the concern that it may cause us to smooth out the surface of the ground to enable us to do those activities um, better. And one example in terms of Chayresh, which is in a field, is rolling a ball outside on a field, like playing soccer or playing kickball. That would actually be prohibited due to the concern that one may want to remove the little hills and furrows in the field which impede the game. They make the ball bounce in a funny way. And this is known as Ashuye Gumois, uh, leveling holes. And I've spoken about this before. Uh, we do another shurim about playing outside on Shabbos. And I see it hasn't fully caught on. There are still some kickball games going on. Um, but it really isn't permitted to play kickball on Shabbos in a field or in a backyard. And games which don't involve rolling a ball, essentially, like football, maybe even baseball, that would be fine because you, the, the, the job, you try to keep the ball off the ground, actually. The, the, main, the, main, the main game is uh, throwing the ball or hitting the ball. Um, but games... Oh, and games also which are played exclusively on concrete or pavement, like basketball. Also, at least there, there are Paiskim that permit that. The, it seems that the majority of the Paiskim hold it's not permitted. We'll, we'll get to that. But at least there are those that permit it. But uh, I believe that kickball um, just about is forbidden, according to all opinions. 
So it really um, is not, it's really not permitted. And, and we, in future Shurim as well, we'll discuss whether we are obligated when we see other children playing kickball. Do we have to get involved? Do we have to say anything? It's not clear that we do. Um, perhaps we should tell the parents about it, just let them know. But when it's our own children, we certainly are obligated to tell them and to stop them um, from doing this, and it can cause some difficulty, wise, if there's a kickball game going on. So it is ideal to spread the word and, and try to get it out there that, that kickball is really something that should not be done on Shabbos. So in summary, what we covered is the importance of understanding the essence of the balacha, so how cherish could either be through making a hole or filling it or just removing stones. We discussed that just about all forms of the malacha in this case are considered normal process, and there's no minimum sheer amount in this case, even a tiny bit is cherish. And we also discussed that where this malacha is performed and the intention uh, changes its nature. So chayrish is only applicable in a field, which can be planted, but not in sand or in one's house, but then another malacha, baina, that kicks in. And lastly, we discussed the additional safeguards that Chazal added to many malachas, and in this case, um, in Chayrish, they prohibited rolling a ball on the ground for the fear that you may lead to level the ground, and thus playing soccer or kickball would be um, prohibited. Mir uh, I hope to make the transcripts of these shurim available as well, and you certainly can email me. I do have them written up already, and hopefully we'll start posting them if you want to um, share it with the family and, and so on. <clears throat>